Today on The Breakdown, we're going to get all animated on your asses. <laughs> yes, we are, because we're, it's all going to be bits. It's all going to be zeros and ones, because it's an internet hand. One of those newfangled internet hands where the kids play with their mouses. I don't mean that in a, in a <laughs> you know, I just mean like, you know, a computer mouse. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're playing for big money, big money. Because we're heads up, and it's actually two very, very good players. It's Yuri Dzizavilevsky, which is close enough, and Grand Things, I did an okay job with that. And Michael Adamo, heads up for first place in the Super Millions Sunday Spectacular. That's probably not exactly what it's called, but, you know, they all have names like that now, do they not? Anyway, the the point is this. First place is over $400,000. We're heads up. We got two great players, and... They're they're all virtual, you know. You could you could they're they're, they're two dimensional, and it it adds to it. Let me tell you, it's going to really change the way you feel about this hand on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey, first time, no rehearsal. Is proof that we live in a simulation because it happens online? But they're playing poker. I think. Therefore, I am not. Oh, Descartes just fucking shat his grave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like oh, why got, did I do that? <laughs> got do that in my grave now. Yeah, because Jonathan Lovey said that thing. I fucking turned it around, and I bet you no one's ever said that. No, because Descartes, he thought, I've said this, and it solidifies it in history as the only way to ever say a sentence of this ilk, and Mm. you can't change it. You can't change it. But he didn't realize the technology was going to change over the next 500 years, and then we were going to figure out how to change it. Well, I fucking figured it out. Yeah, you just, you basically did a not. (laughs) (laughs) You got him. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I said to him after that, too? What'd you say? Sorry, not sorry. Oh, he, pro- he was probably like, hold on a second. I'm the guy who said, I think therefore I am. Sorry, not sorry. What are the philosophical implications of that? He would figure some shit out. You know what I would also say to him? He would be like, the, the pituitary gland is the seat of the soul. <laughs> That's what he would say. <laughs> we have overlapping bits that are happening right now. You know what I would say to him? What? I would say, hey, I'm going to put Descartes before the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> This is a spicy one already, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad when we were writing the script for this one, we really yeah. uh, really knocked it out of the park. Uh, Especially yeah. this line I just said just now, that one about knocking it out of the park. Well, this is the one that we wrote, remember, in 2016 yeah. when we did the peyote at Joshua Tree and just like let our minds wander and we wrote it in the sands and then we took a picture. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, not weird. No. It's totally normal. <laughs> Good. All right, well, we established everything we need to establish. Um, these guys are playing an online hand, Grant. It's, it's a big deal. It is. Speaking of online, yeah. and speaking of what you were talking about in your opening, I want to talk about the mouse for a second, the computer mouse. Oh, the computer mouse. Yeah. Okay. Not the whatever you're talking about, mouse. Oh, yeah, the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mouse. Uh, so Go on. I think it's one of those inventions that is often overlooked, but is super important and not obvious, right? Like it feels obvious now that the Mm. mouse exists and we're like, Oh yeah, I have a mouse. It makes it easier to navigate on a computer. But before the mouse, people were doing everything on keyboards and different inputs like that. It was huge. 
Huge deal. Well, you know, the extra cool thing about all that what? is Xerox, Xerox, Xerox engineered, like, just came up with all this technology, like all this, all this um, graphic user interface stuff that ended up being Windows and Apple and all that. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, so they invented it all, and they brought it to, you know, their bosses, who eventually brought it all the way up to the CEO, and the CEO poo-pooed all of it and said no one would ever use something called a mouse on a computer. So they, they shuttered the whole project. Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates together went and toured the Xerox facility, talked to the computer engineers who built all of it, and the computer engineers were ordered to tell them to answer all their questions. So they just sat there and, and like quizzed them on everything, basically got free intellectual property, which they then turned it to make them, at the time, two of the richest men in the world. Wow. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? Xerox just gave it all away. It's one of the worst business decisions of all time. Yeah, I mean... I understand that it's a new technology, but it seems like as soon as you saw it in action, you'd be like, that's way better. The mouse is obviously better than not the mouse. This <laughs> is, I mean, this is what we run up with. I mean, as guys who are involved in crypto and stuff like yeah. that, this is stuff we run up all the time. Like, you know, any kind of new, it isn't just digital, but digital is a good example. Like all, almost every new digital thought or invention or anything um, is really poo-pooed by the old guard. People who are used to doing it the old way. They just can't get their heads around it almost no matter what. We're seeing it really clearly right now with NFTs sure. where people say, you and I have had many conversations about this, but like people say like, you can't touch it. It's not real. You know, it's, it's not the same. And on some levels, it's not the same, but that doesn't make it worse. In fact, in many cases, it's better. And uh, I think it's, I think much like the mouse, we're all going to come around to this and it's going to feel obvious 10, 15 years from now. I think there is a difference there. And I know that's easy to say yeah. with the NFT being the current mouse that we're talking about. And I could be like the old Kaji person, but um, there's, there's a clear utility in the mouse that is not as apparent in the NFT, right? That like uh, anybody could just see immediately, right? It's an easy demonstration. I think I think I disagree. Um, yeah. Okay, not entirely. There's a clear utility in the mouse. I certainly agree with that, right? Yeah. And anyone can. Okay, the anyone can see it immediately. Maybe that's the part. Yeah. But I guess they couldn't see it immediately. Is the I weird guess. Thing. I guess that that's that's what happens with these things. Like you look back and it seems so obvious, and yet people at the time can't get out of their own way with it. So, like I would argue, and not to have not to turn this into an NFT conversation. Please, let's crying not. Out loud. But like very quickly, like you know. Saleability, durability, um, royalties for artists, all these kinds of things are, you know, instant, easy and instant storage or automatic storage, really. Um, transportation, all that kind of stuff, a million times better with NFTs than with like actual art. We're, I'm talking about NFT art. Okay. I, the difference is you have to do this whole pitch and explain the bullet points with the mouse. You just put it on the mouse pad and move it around and click stuff, and it's like, that's different. Right. You say that, but I'm saying like at the time... Maybe the guy from the, Xerox... That computer, the computer giant Xerox was like, absolutely not. No one will ever want that. Maybe the, the CEO of Xerox had late-stage dementia or something. Yeah, like, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I will say, but like Steve, the, the kids, though, Steve Jobs and like all the kids got it right yeah. away and were like, of course this is the future, you know? And I feel like that's usually what happens. Like what the, what the kids think is the future, they're usually right. You know, the internet was the future. Fucking cell phones were the future. Everything's the future. So sorry, not sorry is the future. Sorry, not sorry is definitely the future. Yeah. Also, wearing your pants like way too far down, like, and so you can see your underwear as you walk. Clearly, the future. Yeah, that's back, isn't it? That was like is it back? Late nineties thing, and I think that's now kind of back a little I didn't, bit. I didn't really even know it went away in certain places. Like, I feel like it just never went away, man. But man, I do. I I will never get that. And I'm the old guy in this case. You are. Or or that's stupid. <laughs> it might be stupid. People would say the same thing about NFTs or, exactly. the, or the mouse. This is kind of my point. Yeah. yeah. But like the things we feel sure about are often, we're often wrong. That's or what's just interesting. the electric car. 
I mean, who really thought the electric car was a bad idea? Nobody. Everybody thought it was a good idea. It was actually prevalent in the 1920s before the oil industry crushed mm. it. So they also well, crushed all of the electric trains that ran through all of the metropolitan areas and made it way better. And this is a rant that's going to end now. Thank God. Because we're not, not because that's a problem, but like I could see us doing yeah. all, another hour do a whole on thing. this. But we're not going to. We're going to get back into the poker of it all because of the internet and online. And this actually, to counteract the electric car thing, the GG Poker, I believe, actually runs on a steam engine. So that makes it kind of interesting. Yeah, you know? it's the future. It's like, yeah, it's, it's cyclical, you know? We go to, like, Tesla's yeah. the biggest car brand in the world right now. Eventually, the steam engine locomotives will come back. That'll be the main form of transportation. And then we'll just go back to... Propeller swimming. planes. Swimming. And then swimming. Yeah. Because that'll be good. Because the propeller planes won't be able to make it across the ocean, and we'll have to swim. No, it'll just be clearly better to swim. Like, it's not, like people are like, propeller plane. The kids will be like, swimming's clearly better, and the adults will be like, what? Yeah. And then 10 years later, everyone swims. Right. Because it, it's so much more obviously better. Michael they, Phelps was so ahead of the curve with the whole swimming yeah, thing. Yeah, he's fucking so put together, that guy. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, these are two very, very good players. Yeah. Uh, Michael Adamo has just been crushing everything. Yuri Dzivolevsky was the number one player on Pocket Fives in 2019 at some point, something like that. Maybe 2020. Is that, true? Maybe Is that what we said about yeah. him? Gosh, I, I remember he was very good. I, don't, I remember someone was like that. Was it, it was, was it Yuri. Yuri? Okay. Yeah. Well, hell. Well, hell is what Jonathan That's just said. That's impressive. Yeah. So those are the guys we're dealing with. We're also dealing with the potentially greatest suggester of all time, Casper Kwok. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Legend in the house. Legend in the house. It's like, uh, it's like uh, Bob Cousy just walked in. You it's know? like fucking Reggie White just strolled right in. It's you like know? Uh, Abraham Lincoln's up in here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I do know. And yeah. that would be impressive. If yeah. any of them, really, but really. especially Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, the more dead you are, the more impressive also, it is. Also, you know, he's, he is more famous. Yes. Than Reggie White. <laughs> and Bob Cousy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's correct. Anyway, as we said, first is 408,000. Second is 315,000. It's a 10K buy-in. Uh, it's pretty serious for an online buy-in. I assume Yeah, we've been seeing some of these suggested, and like these fields just must be destructive, like horrible fields to be in, because... At the final table, it's always all of these elite players. Mm -hmm. Sounds horrible. You know, the people who are making the attorneys worth playing are rich, and it's okay for them. They don't mind losing the money, I guess. But well, I mean, it's easy to tell ourselves that. It's probably not always true. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know. you're surely correct. Anyway, let's talk about these hands, yo. Okay. Michael Adamo, massive chip leader, heads up now. 5,100K. He's got 16.7 million. So he's got 167 bigs, heads up. That's pretty good. He opens to 220K from the button slash small blind with three five of hearts. Okay. Yuri is in the big blind. He has 3.4 million, so obviously the effective stack with 34 bigs. Queen six off makes the call. Is it mandatory to call every hand or at least play every hand when it's only 220? Could he fold hands like this or three bet maybe? Okay, I don't think you can fold a hand with a Broadway card in it yeah. at, at, for this price. But I think you could. There are hands you can fold. I think you can fold the apps. the bottom like four percent of your range of you know of your yeah. of hands like seven deuce off, eight three off, nine four off. Mm -hmm. I actually think queen six is just too good, even though it's ugly as hell. It's one of the ugliest hands. Man. It is really ugly. But, but the good thing is when you just start to if you weren't if you were analog and you start to like roll up the cards, the queen and the six sometimes look like two queens. Well, that's and, true. So that's beautiful for a second. But the disappointment then. Makes it the ugliest again. But if you don't have disappointment, you don't get the joy. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sweetest parts of life cannot be experienced without the bitter. The best peaches are half rotten. <laughs> you need to die before you can live. Yeah. You That's know. what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess. But could you three bet instead of calling, which is what Yuri does? He calls. Oh, um, you could three bet. I mean, we don't really have any blockers. The queen is barely a blocker, I guess. Um, this hand actually, I think, plays okay as a call. Like, we're doing okay. You know, like, this is just one of those hands where we call a lot and check fold a lot, I think. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, that's just the deal. We're heads up. It's, you know, no one ever has anything. If we flop a pair, we hold on for a while. Figure it out, right? Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, Yuri's going to call. Okay. And I'm going to call you a fool Whoa. if you don't sign up for Nitrogen Sports using the link in the description. Well, I'm not going to sign up for Nitrogen Sports using the link in the description. So what are you going to call me? A fool. Oh. That's mean. And you've already done that, so. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to. I've already done it. I'm not an idiot. I'm of not course. a fool. <laughs> of course, Nitrogen Sports is a wonderful place. It's classy. It's classy. That's true. It's like uh, a, a bar <laughs> that James Bond would go to, you know, pre-Daniel Craig, you know. Oh, damn. That was cold, but but probably right on a little bit. Yeah, because Daniel Craig, James Bond, goes to, he likes to He's go to, like, like, the shitty bars, but order a high-end martini yeah. at the shitty bars, and then, like, there's, like, people fighting in the background, but he doesn't care because he's so fucking cool. No, no, he's like, yeah, he's like Big Fish Small Pond. That's how I do it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, Roger Moore, James Bond, who's, like, Big Fish Big Pond. Yeah, he's maybe. like, I'm going to the top of the Empire State Building and ordering a fucking martini. It's going to yeah. cost $700, and I'm going to tip a billion. Because <laughs> I can. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm... This is go- government money. I'm a government employee. <laughs> 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 Precisely. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the uh, <laughs> one second. Oh, we're doing the ad. We're still doing the yeah, ad. We're doing the ad. But in the middle of the ad, we're going to take a little little side quest. Um, I literally forgot we were in the middle of the night. Maybe we've ad. talked about this before, but we've, yeah. we've actually we've actually done an entire breakdown on the Casino Royale hand from yeah. from the Daniel Craig Casino Royale hand. But the tip of five hundred thousand dollars to the dealer mm. after he wins <laughs> that's taxpayer money <laughs> like well, no, that's no. government money it's a tournament chip anyway isn't it it's not even it's they're no, not well, playing they're playing a tournament it's not cash no i think they at, they're it's buying tournament, in, it's tournament getting... style but it is a cash game it's like oh. it's like they all they some guy with it's an accent is out, like though. we all we all play until one person has all the money like, no no but like if you if you bust you can't rebuy like you can rebuy right. for a period and then you can't rebuy anymore yeah but it's but, but okay it can but, still be a cash but the, it is a cash game okay just they play like a tournament okay whatever, whatever. So he throws that he, yeah, he throws five hundred. How much is he? Five hundred thousand euro. Yeah, to the dealer. That's just taxpayer money. That is insane. He's like, now you're rich. Yeah, like go go live off this. You can you can do it if you're smart. <laughs> I mean, you're not rich, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have to you have to do a good job financially planning. But <laughs> still, you you were a dealer. You're you got to be happy about this. Yeah, this is a good deal for you. Five hundred thousand. And the dealer is just like totally like I always get this type. Yeah, of I tip. don't care. <laughs> this is a normal tip for me. <laughs> completely unimpressed with that tip. You just raked in how much? Like a hundred million euro or something, right? That's actually, yeah, it's pretty... So what the fuck? That's like a, a half a percent tip. That's the way I tip. <laughs> that is the way you tip. Yeah, I, I tip a dollar or two. Now, these days, sometimes two. But, you know, like, I I mean, it's been a while since I played live in, as well. But, yeah. Who cares how big the pot is? Nitrogen Sports cares! <laughs> oh, my God, we did it. We made it back. You know why it's called Nitrogen Sports? They have sports betting. Yes, they do. NBA playoffs are right around the corner. They sure are. Sounds fun. Let's bet on that. Oh, let's bet on other things that are sports related. Yeah, they probably have like disc golf on there. They have a lot of shit. They have soccer. They do. They definitely have soccer. They have baseball. They have baseball. Other things. I guess baseball's starting up 
right around now. Sports related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also have casino games. And of course, they mm. have poker. If they you use poker. the link in the description, you get access to all of the special Poker Guys stuff, including our monthly tournament, which is a great tournament. We also did like a March Madness bracket for people yeah. who signed up using our link. They, they do random stuff every once in a while just for our people. Yeah, they just like a $300 free play for yeah. the March Madness thing. It was cool. So, you know, you might as well use the link. Might Sign as well. up. We'll see you there. Okay. On Nitrogen Spizorts. Also, it's online, just like this hand. Yeah, but it's not using the steam engine because they care about the environment. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. They care about the environment. I mean, to the extent that it is marketable, they do. <laughs> <laughs> as, as with all corporations, yes. of course. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we've got 3-5 of hearts for Damo on the right. button. He's opened. Yuri has defended the big button with queen six off, queen of hearts, six of spades. 465k in the pot. Yuri is the effective stack, starting the hand with 3.4 million. The flop is ace of clubs, four of spades, queen of diamonds. Yep, and here we go. Like we are, it's already like kind of sucks to have queen six. Yes, it does. I mean, it doesn't yet, but it sort of sucks because like if since this is a breakdown hand, it's not going to be like he bet once and then checked it down. You know, it's not going to be like that. So, well, yeah. Also, we we have a queen, but. Ace on the board, but also we got a gut shot for our opponent, which we know because we cheat. We're yes. Yuri to Yes. No, he doesn't. I don't think he does. But still, this board obviously is a check call, probably all the way down most of the time against a player like Adamo. Maybe yeah. not some most of the. I mean, uh, yeah, it sort of depends on the board runs out a little bit, but it sucks. It does. You can't just always call down, but you have to call down a lot. You do. It, it does. I mean, it doesn't suck exactly. If, like if it's plus EV, it's plus EV, right? Right. No, you're right. You just, yeah, if it's plus EV, you should feel good about it. I guess the thing is, the, the question we would have if we're in this spot before Adamo's done anything on the flop is we already are probably thinking about, like, how often does he actually triple barrel? Like, yeah. If he's triple barrels a lot, we're just going to be kind of handcuffed to this hand. And if he doesn't, we can consider getting away from it on, on probably not the turn, but on the river. I mean, also, like, the chip disparity is pretty significant right yes. now. Yes. Wouldn't mind being all in with a reasonably good hand on the river against Michael Adamo. Is this a reasonably good hand? Sort of, almost. I think it probably is. Yeah. It looks cool if we call and we're right on the river, too. You know what I mean? Like, we call with that queen, and it like it's going to be, like, legendary. Like Phil Ivey. Yes, like Phil Ivey. Yeah. Anyway, Yuri checks. Okay. Adamo's going to bet. He's sure. probably betting this board no matter what, but he has the added benefit of having a gut shot. Yes. So he bets 153K. Nothing to do but call if you're Yuri, right? Agreed. Yuri's going to go ahead and make that call. The pot is 772K now. The turn is the deuce. It's the deuce of diamonds. It's the second diamond. More importantly, it makes a straight for Michael Adamo. Yuri Dzivolevsky is drawing dead. Yeah, that's a pretty unlucky card. Yes. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but oh well, we made at least 315K. Yeah, we did okay. It's all fine. Yuri's going to check again. Yeah. Adamo's going to bet again. Is there any argument to check? If you're Michael O'Donnell. No, come on. Like, we just went through this whole thing about we may have to get called down by a bad queen for if we triple barrel, right? Like, yeah. We should definitely keep betting. I agree. Here's something that kind of sucks, though. Yeah. Yuri doesn't have that many aces in his range. Like, Correct. mostly the best hands he's going to show up with are a queen. Maybe we're lucky and he has queen deuce sometimes, you know? Yeah. It's mostly a queen that or a four. The Four deuce. Yeah. But there's not too much there. Yeah, and a four, he might fold on the turn. Yeah. He'll at least, he'll at least think about folding a four. He's going to have to call a queen. I think we just have to bet and hope he's got a queen. Or once in a while, maybe an ace, but rarely. I agree with you. He'll have an ace sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean he had, what, 30 some odd blind, 34 blinds to start. He's not always three betting. No. No. So how much do you want to bet? The pot 
is 772. This is the time when traditionally the good players size it up, right? Yeah. We go from the tiny bet on the flop to the big bet on the turn. Uh, it is a rainbow board. No, it's not. There's two diamonds on there. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> so you're wrong again. It's a, it's a rainbow that is heavy with one color. I think, I mean, I think we should definitely size it up here when we start to polarize ourselves. We are actually on the best end of it since we have the nuts, which is kind of cool. Um, but like we would do this a lot on this board if we were going to be bluffing too, right? We would size up as a bluff. I think, I mean, I know how much he bets and I'm feeling pretty anchored by that. I was yeah. going to say like 75% of a pot, which is pretty close to what he bet, right? Yeah. But something around there is pretty normal. I, I probably 80% a pot is some, something like that is probably about right. Yeah. It's a pretty beautiful spot for Adamo considering this is the type of board that you'd expect him to continue on almost always. Like he's going to have some give ups probably maybe like the worst of the worst, but he's got so many gut shots and hands with equity that he can continue with that. Yeah. It feels like necessary to, to keep bluffing a lot of the time. Also, like any any Broadway combo. We also might be able to, you know, get all in by the river here if we bet big on the turn. Is that true? I sort of said that without it's really close. I mean, you'd fact... have to bet a bit more for it to be a more okay. reasonable river bet. Okay, but but it's possible at least. So that's yeah, that's good. That's good. If we get called right here with the amount, so he bets five twenty nine into seven seventy two, which is actually a little less than I was saying. Too. Mm. Um, but that makes the pot if if, if called, and we're pretty sure Yuri's going to call right. Yeah. Like, he kind of has to. Can he consider folding any queen? Probably not. He can... I mean, maybe queen six is... Queen six is his worst queen, because otherwise he has a gut shot if right. it's a weaker queen. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're already in, like, you know, polarization mode when he bets like this, right? Either we're way ahead or way behind. I mean, it's pretty easy just to fold fours and call with queens, and probably call with some fours, too. Like, you have to call more than you fold, obviously. Yeah. And some of our fours, as you, as you were saying, are going to be gut shots yeah. as well. And so those are easy calls. But yeah, I think, I think we have to hold on a lot against a guy like Adamo here, especially heads up, especially yeah. when he's got the big chip lead. I mean, it has to be the correct decision to call. Yeah. I mean, could you consider raising if you're Yuri? I don't think that's really a thought that you should have at all. This is why I actually kind of like Adamo to bet more than he does. Like, Adamo bets 529. When, you're, when Yuri calls, the pot's 1.83 million. Yuri's got another 2.5 back. If, if Adama sizes up a bit more, we get to the pot being like 2.1 million, and Yuri's going to have like 2.3 back or 2.4 back, and it's, it's easier to make a bigger bet on the river, potentially all in. I mean, it's still is, I mean, it's going to be polarizing no matter what. Maybe it's okay. Like, if we're planning on shoving rivers either way, maybe it's all the same. Yeah, it's probably pretty much the same yeah. thing okay. at these levels. You're probably right. I don't think it makes a big difference. Fine. Do I, think, I care? I think I think I care. I think this, the only thing that matters with the sizing on the turn is like you want to do the perfect size where you get called by as many of the fours as you possibly can, right? right. Like you keep as much of the distribution in there as you can, and maybe if you do big, more polarizing sizing, it doesn't change much. And if that's the case, you should go bigger. But if you believe it does, then you shouldn't, right? Yeah. I mean, the real question is really just when Adamo, how much does he normally bet in this spot, right? And he should just bet that much, whatever it is. Well, right? it's exactly 529,000 chips. Obviously. Okay, that's the answer. Yeah. Well, good. And Yuri, fair enough. Yuri, of course, calls because what the hell else are you supposed to do he against a good player? Has to call. And it's yeah. like, okay. No, he's drawing dead. So that's not good. No, it's bad. If he knew he was drawing dead, I, I bet he would fold. Maybe he thinks he could win the hand with a bluff later, though. Oh, that's a good point. Like if the board pairs, for example, he could have, he has a blocker to a full house. That's a really good point. Thank you. That's an advanced strategy. So maybe make me think about that. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes people make Pot's going to be 1.83 million. Yeah. Before we get to the river, Jonathan has a message for the listeners. I do. This is a special message, and it's going out to not just Fred, but also to Fred's friends. And it's this. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. 
Blue Chew is the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive the prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription grant. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. It is called Blue Chew. It's... Sedenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Again, it is called Blue Chew. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal, just for our listeners, a special deal. Official deal. I almost made it all the way through. A special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code PokerGuys at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code PokerGuys to receive your first month free. And we are going to once again thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast because they want us to. Because they've written that for us to say. We're not going to actually go back and look. But what's your guess oh. as to how many times you just said Bluetooth? <laughs> God, um, I'm going to go with nine. Oh, I think it's over 20. No, yeah. 20? Uh, now I'm going back and looking. Oh, uh, it's going to take too long. Well, I'm going to do it. You can start talking about the hand again. I'll, I'll let you know the number. It's well, do fine. you want to hear something cruel and unusual? Yeah. It's the river card. It's the queen of spades. Yuri Dzivilevsky makes trips. At least 12, by the way. Is the, <laughs> and, I, and I said it probably more than that, too. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. Okay, so the queen of spades, he makes trips with his trip queens. Yes. Queen six. Now queen it's, six. Oh, that's, that's, that's a super sick turn river. Yeah. Like, come on. Ace, four, queen, deuce, queen, flush draw that came in on the turn missed. So it's not even like the queen of diamonds, which was already on the board, where it would be scary for a flush. It's, right. It's just not fair. That, that really seems like... The term is, is clearly over. So what's the best way for Yuri to proceed? He's got two and a half million. The pot's 1.83 million. He's rivered trips. Very likely the best hand. How yeah. do you maximize value in this spot? Okay. So if we check what kind of hands are betting. So the, the hands that, were, that um, Adamo was repping on the turn, the value hands, Aren't that many queens? No, it's a lot of aces, right. which are maybe checking back. I think they are checking. Yeah, back. this is a terrible card for an ace. Yeah, so he has like he's checking queens on the turn most of the time. He's checking aces on the river now that the queen has come. If yeah. we were to check, um, so value is all checking back. Yeah, I would say no. Obviously, there's really strong value like he has. That's not, but all like the value that we're beating, I should say, is checking back. At this Seems point. very likely. So that's not good. No. Um, so we probably don't want to let him check back unless we think he's got a lot of bluffs. Is he going to bluff this card? This is not a great card for no, him to bluff. No, I think he's not going to bluff this card. I right. think he's... This is the least likely card for him to bluff. I agree. A four would be the second least likely card for him to bluff. But this one is like the worst. This yeah. is the stone worst card for him, right? Yeah. Um, so, ugh. so it feels like we can't really check. I think we have to lead here. I agree. And... Yuri does lead, which is why he's one of the best in the world, right? He figures that out in real time. He I don't know yeah. if playing online, if I would have figured that out. And I don't decide. I think I probably would have checked against an aggressive opponent and be like, he's going to bet, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, it's Adamo. He's going to try and push yeah. me around. He's got all the chips. Instead but, of like Adamo would like insta check. Yeah. But I'm like sure. an ace, ace king is like an auto check on this river. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you going to get value? Yeah. I guess you could try and get value from a worse ace, but you're like, he didn't three bet. Yeah. 
He has it sometimes, but he has got he a has lot of so queens. many more queens than he has aces. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's problematic. It, it feels even though there's yeah you're right and then like combo wise there's there's way more queens period because the preflop play yeah and but even if we assume it's a call with all queens and all aces preflop then they're the same amount of combos well, so it's, it's right because we have an ace in our hand well right of course so it's so it's not good anyway like, right make this bet it doesn't feel like it's a plus EV bet at all so it's pretty impressive honestly that Yuri figures out yeah. quickly that leading is the right thing I don't to think do. I would have figured like having this conversation right now I think the next time I'm in the spot I've got a shot to be yeah. able to do it in real time. Which is the point, I So guess. good on Yuri, but let's think about sizing. Okay. Because we want to maximize value, right? Like, the goal of this river for us now is to get as much money as possible. It's, like, how much can we get? Uh, what should we ask ourselves? How much can we get from Ace-8? Like, just hypothetically. We might be able to get a lot. The diamonds missed. Yeah. We're, now, I know we're someone's going to play the diamonds aggressively, but certainly not always. We don't have the diamonds that often. We check called the flop. They came in on the turn. Oh, uh, yeah, and also we can't really just check call the turn out of position with only diamonds, right? Not usually, the, no. But the bet was a little Maybe too Maybe we have a gut shot with it or something. Yeah, but. I mean, we could be doing the old Sam Greenwood play, but I'm assuming we're not, even though it's Yuri Divzalevsky. Names in you are not friends. Divzalevsky? Divzalevsky. Divzalevsky, yeah. I mean, come on. I can say it. You took time trying to learn it. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so... There's so 1.83 million in the pot. Like, let's start. Let's start at the top. Is, okay. could, could it be the most profitable to go all in for 2.5 million? Is that maybe the best course of action? Like, is are we going to get called by an ace enough of the time to justify that play? I think we're only going to get called by the best aces. Okay. Just just because he's going to sit there, he's like, I'm losing a lot here. Uh, diamonds don't really make sense very often, right? Like, I guess once in a while he has like. A, what he, he could have like a four that and then it and he with that's a diamond draw and turn or four and turn a diamond draw with the four, you know, a suited four of diamonds. Or a four with a gut shot that he then turns into a bluff. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Uh but there's not too much there. Yeah. And he doesn't he may not have to turn this four right. with a gut shot into a easily bluff. Just be good. He, yeah, like Adamo used polarizing sizing on the turn. He's usually got like an ace or nothing. Like mm-hmm. or an ace plus, I should say, or nothing, right? And like well, I think a lot of aces should consider folding if we were to go all in here. Trying to move him off an ace, maybe not the greatest idea. So that is kind of contradictory. Well, it is, but the idea is this. Because if we think about the range of hands that are not going to snap call us, okay, some of the aces are in that, and then all the bluffs are in that, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to move him off the, the lower half of his aces, because I think the big ace, I think ace king's going to feel like it has to call. Probably. Right? Ace jack probably just feel like it has to call. Yeah. Um, so the things he's going to fall are the lower half of his aces and all worse hands and all bluffs, right? Yeah, all worse hands. Like that's not good. That's no. not. That's not. That's not. The, that's not a good range to, to target. Then because like, how is that going to work? Like we get called by a few hands and that's it. So so I don't love that. Okay, so let's move down to pot size bet. Okay. One point eight three million. Is it different or is it about the same as going all in for two feels and a half? Feels like the same to me. Does it feel? Yeah, it feels about the same. So where's the threshold where it's different, where you mostly get called by, like, even the weakest aces? I mean, the problem is any lead is repping a queen. Yes. So now all, all it's about is the math, the math we're doing for Adamo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, has to be good less of the time when we bet less. Yeah. That's all it is. And it hurt, and it, you know, it doesn't change the tournament as much for him to call and be wrong. Right. I don't know. I mean, if we bet, like, 40% of the pot, I feel like he has to call with all aces. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe what, he's good enough to fold some of those aces. What if we bet geez. a million into 1.8? Okay. 
he may, maybe he has to call with him for a million too. I would feel like I probably had to call for a million, but I'm like, what am I beating, man? What am I beating? I mean, what are you beating no matter what the bet is? That's the issue. Yeah, I know. And maybe if you bet really small, if you bet, now I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just thinking out loud here. If you bet like 450K and I've got a good ace, I might think like maybe once in a while he's got a bad ace and he's blocker betting. But why would he do that? He would check. He would check and let us, and let us blast off, right? If he had a bad ace. He would never bet 450, right? What's he supposed to get called by? What's yeah. the point of blocker betting there? There's no point. Unless we have kings, it's not going to work. So that's, that's not a good play. It's tough to know how much There's to no bet. good sizing. Yeah. All sizing is bad. Well, Yuri goes for a third of pot. Okay. So small. 604,000. I mean, that seems just as good as anything else. I don't know. Like, maybe a bigger polarizing sizing is better. Because, well, we're going to fold out a lot of those, those aces we don't really want to fold out. Like, maybe, like, we also get some weird hero calls sometimes. Because now, now, now we're, like, clearly, we're not saying I have a, you know, I have, I don't even know what we're saying if we bet. A third of the pot, maybe we can have, like, an ace. That's what we're saying, right? We're saying, we can have a bad ace no. sometimes, bro. No, of course not. We're just saying we have queens? It was just about the sizing. Like you're saying, it's about the math for Adamo. Yeah. It, we're never saying we have an but what, ace. But Impossible. What, what bluffs do we have? We have, uh, let's see. We can, we can figure out. We, okay. might, we might sometimes turn a four into a bluff. Um, it's weird. Possible, but weird. Maybe we have Jack 10. Hand like Jack 10 of like diamonds. Calls especially. the turn of diamonds. Jack 10 of diamonds is it, though. You can't check call the turn with Jack 10. You wouldn't think, but maybe you can. Maybe Jack has good some of the time. Like, wow. I don't know. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you really be looking to play that more aggressively? I would mostly. I'm trying to think of bluffs. I mean, this is, I, mean, I understand. I'm not saying you're bad for coming up with I that. Think, I'm just I saying, like, the, I don't see how that, that's real. The problem for Yuri is that it's, this is one of those spots that we see so frequently, especially when we see two elite players playing, where you, you're trying to find the least of all evils. And leading is clearly good. I think we've established that. But it also yeah. looks super strong. But you have to lead, right? You have to. Unless, unless Adamo is insanely bluffy, you have to leave. Yeah. And Adamo's almost never, can't, almost can't be insanely bluffy. He's too successful so against good players. We might not be able to think of bluffs that make sense, but that's just how it's going to have to be because leading has to be better. I feel like I want to then size it up and just be more polarized. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I agree with you. That feels good in a vacuum in this hand, but I think maybe from a metagame perspective, Yuri feels like he needs to lead an amount that leaves him with enough of a playable stack that he can do this more frequently in other, in other scenarios. And if, if they had more even stacks where Yuri had 100 blinds to start the hand, maybe then he could go for a pot-sized bet hmm. because then he always has a playable stack behind. You know, Maybe from a metagame perspective, that needs to be kind of implicit within the size of his bet. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I mean... These are, this is a pretty unusual situation, right? Your head's up. This is, you know, you're, you're the short stack against Adamo. Like, you're not, like, you're going to be, you're playing each other. Um, I guess you, as Yuri, we assume we're going to win this hand most of the time. So, like, yeah. we feel like we're going to, we're going to continue. This is going to be more iterations now yeah. of heads up. And these guys are probably playing all the time in these types of tournaments. Right? Sure. But, but getting heads up against a great player in these tournaments still is rare for yeah. one of these guys. You just, just just is right it just doesn't come up that so, often. but but how do you make the decision of how you're going to size it right when every sizing feels wrong because the action you have to take feels wrong right um i don't have a great answer for that my two answers are this like either we size it big to make it polarizing or we size it small to induce uh besides that i don't know why adamo would decide to call one size rather than the other 
you know, because like we can't come up with a good size. How's he going to like the math is maybe there, but is he even going to use the math? I don't know. I don't know either. That's why I came up with that theory. Yeah. Because it's some other possibility, right? Yeah. The metagame implications. I don't think we're going to know exactly how to figure out how to size it here. It's just, it's kind of, even though it's good to river trips, except in this case, it's kind of an impossible spot, right? To, because you, I, I think, I don't think we can get around leading. I think leading has to be the right play against a good player. I mean, could we bet one blind or are we just giving away value? Because we're going to get called by all the aces now. It feels like that can't be good value. Sometimes sometimes we induce maybe by betting one blind. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Maybe we have an ace with a kicker that plays, and so we bet one blind so we don't have to like call off a huge amount, and maybe then we can get called by a, bat, a worse ace sometimes. Pretty much all the kickers play the queens or the paired card. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess we don't we don't have a hand, have a hand like Ace Ten. Yeah, we like can't. No, like almost ever. Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. This is tough. This is a really rough situation to be Yuri, and he hasn't even been raised yet. And guess who's going to raise him? Like kind of always in this yeah. spot, Michael Adamo. Yeah. So let's move on to that. Okay. Because Yuri does lead for a six hundred and four k. Fine. Of his two and a half million. Yep. Adamo does move in. I mean, you just have to, yeah. right? Like, what are you up against? Like, it's so hard for you to be up against a full house. If, he, if he's got queen deuce, like, congratulations, you double up, right? Yeah, but you're like, you're repping, a, you're repping trip queens, right? Yeah. Great. Let's hope you have that because then I'm going to win the tournament, right? Like, here's the deal. Yuri folds. Yeah. So let's talk about fucking that. Okay. Um, all right. First question, I guess, is what, what are Adamo's bluffs? How could he bluff in this scenario? How could he bluff? Um, the answer is that he has somehow, he has like four or five or something like that, right? He has like, a, he has a blocker to the nuts. Oh, they're not straight. It's not the nuts, but a blocker to the nuts straight. And, and, a, and a pair of blocker. Yeah. Like that's, that's the only good answer I have for bluff. But right? against this line, does it make sense to bluff when the dude could easily have a queen? I mean, the dude's got a queen a lot. Yeah. Right. So we're, uh, we're trying to get him to fold a queen. Yeah. We're attacking a queen, which seems like a bad idea. So we're repping a straight or a full house. Right. Which is, you know, why we have the blockers, I guess. But it seems like a really bad idea to yeah. try and get a queen to fold. Um, I think Yuri's a little bit lucky here that he has the worst queen. Yeah. Or like effectively the worst queen. Yeah. He like is such a bad kicker, you know, that like it gives him a shot to fold. If he has got a good kicker, I just don't think he can fold, you know. Right. But this is like, God, my like. Now what, I can, now what can I beat? I can only beat the bluffs, and is, is this really happening? Is Adamo really going to try and bluff me? When I'm this short, by the way, also, like, I put in most of my chips. Like, a huge amount of my stack is now in the middle, right? Like does Adamo also move in for value with good trip queens, like king, queen, queen, jack, and queen, 10? I think he does. Certainly king, queen. You yeah. have to, don't you? I think so. Queen, jack, yeah. You get three battle. Like, it's so unlikely. It's be so unlucky. Yeah. And you have to try and get value from all the other trip queens when you've got a hand like Queen Jack and probably Queen 10. Queen 10, at least you could decide to just call. But you know what? Fuck that, man. He bet a third of the pot. Let's go for it. Let's go for value with Queen 10. So we're having a really easy time coming up with value hands that make sense. Yeah. And a real tough time coming up with bluffs. Also, Adamo can have all the other strong values. Yeah. Right? He has all the full Ace houses. is full. Ace is full. Yeah. Yep. Queen's full of aces. Queen's yeah. full of fours. Like, it kind of never stops. Queen's full of deuces. Fours you can have full, all this stuff. Deuces full. It's just like never, ever, th- as it turns out, 3-5 suited, right? Yeah. Like, it just never ends. Maybe 3-5 off. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, maybe 3-5 off. So, like, that's rough. And we're repping a queen, and we have one of the worst queens we can have. I mean, we took a line on an ace-high board or the second card paired where we went check-call, check-call, lead. That's, like, strong. And yeah. the dude moved in anyway. Yeah. I get why he folds. I don't know if I'm capable of it. 
I feel exactly the same way. I totally get it. And I think I probably find a call. I like sort of like roll my eyes, feel stupid and put the chips in thinking like I'm just beat a lot here. But can I really fold this hand in this spot? So hard to have a hand this good in this spot. Like until they until they shove on you, you know, like it's so hard. Who the fuck has a queen heads up in these spots? Yuri does take a decent amount of time before folding, but he has like a lot, a lot of time bank remaining. So it's fair. Um, I mean, Yuri, Yuri cuts a stack in half, right? He's down to like 19 blinds yeah. now. It's That's a, barely workable. I mean, workable enough stack. to win the damn tournament. What? Yeah. Shut your head. So this fold ultimately is one of the major factors that a lot, like obviously I mean, he the, loses. I mean, without this, he loses the tournament. If he calls, it's a guarantee. He makes what we see is like a fold that makes sense, but it's an elite fold. He, yeah. Yuri played this hand fucking phenomenally. I mean, for Yuri to be able to lead the river, realize in real time that he's supposed to lead the river. Yeah. I mean, the sizing, we don't really know. Like, I guess we could run it through a solver and see what a solver says, but we don't really know what, what's ideal. It feels like all of it is like rough decision making mm-hmm. there. Um, and then also fold in real time. I know he took time, but whatever. Yeah. Like, both of those decisions feel like you're saying like totally elite level decisions. And then the fact that he ends up winning the tournament, this feels, this hand feels like a perfect antidote for a anecdote, excuse me, not antidote, a perfect anecdote for, for the little things that the elite players can do that the very good players can't, that are the difference, right? Yeah. Cause like this is, this is an elite play throughout for Muri. Most players go bust on this hand. How many of, how many times in Yuri's career has he made the marginally better play like this? And how much money has that earned him? It's huge. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if Adama was just devastated when he found out, like when he yeah. saw later on that, like he did have a queen and he felt like he takes forever and finally folds you like, oh, he had like a medium ace probably, Which right? Which is like, a weird way to play that, but But fine. maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, or maybe you think, maybe you think he even has, he has a queen, but like to actually find out, it's like, gotta be like, oh my God. And then I lost the tournament. Like that is like they lined it up for me to fucking win this tournament, and somehow I didn't. Like, but he, but it's not, it's not like his a, fault. It's not, it's not, not like Adamo did anything wrong. No, like, not at all. How can you play it any differently if you're Adamo? You can min raise the river. That's ridiculous. He, he can bet a little more on the turn, but doesn't it doesn't matter? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not Adamo's fault in any way. But it must be like so rough to see that still. Like, oh, that's like however much money, like eighty thousand dollars or something, right? Like, you feel like Yuri stole that stuff with his poker talent. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that uh, a fold of this level that leaves a guy with 19 blinds against 200 blinds is what ends up allowing him to win the tournament. I love it when that happens. That's pretty sweet. It's really, really nicely played by Yuri. Yeah. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.